They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody. We're back. Welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. Hold, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold, hold, hold up. Did you miss his All right, everybody. I'm your host, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. It's been a long time. Uh, about a little over, actually probably three months now. Um, a lot's been changed for me specifically. Uh, I have a beautiful, healthy baby girl now as of December 30th. Um, her name is Aaliyah, beautiful baby girl. So salute to me and bless her. She's beautiful. And thank you to Angel for giving birth to her and being there and being a great mother. So thank you to her for that. And a lot, like I said, a lot's been changing. Um, I haven't really been motivated to come on here on a weekly basis um, due to work, um, preparing for the baby, and just being overall tired. You know, I got I worked that Santa Claus schedule around November to the, to the end of December. So uh, some people will say depressed. I'll just say overwhelmed. But um, there was a lot going on at that time. And um, it's like doing this every week especially as a host and not a co-host anymore is harder than a lot of people would actually really think because like you have to prepare differently as a from a host to a co-host like, the, the host has to have the notes everything in order uh double triple check certain things so if i'm reviewing an older pay-per-view instead of just watching a three-hour show i might have to go back and backtrack a few times with for my for, for my notes and my preparation, and then there's also things I want to find out about the show that might be interesting facts that I might not know, so I can present them to you, and that takes more time. And like I said about the notes thing, so preparing for a show as the main host actually takes maybe five to six hours out your week if you're just covering one thing. I can only imagine what some people actually do that do other things such as AEW, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, and um, of course WWE, but there's a lot to actually prepare for. And it's actually real time consuming. And I got to admit, I got real comfortable just cutting it out my life for that amount of time. Um, I wanted to come back last week to give you guys a small Rumble preview and talk about Royal Rumble 2003, but I just couldn't kind of get myself up to actually do it. And, during this weekend watching the Royal Rumble, I kind of got inspired to actually do it. But I really wanted to do that Rumble 03 show, but I just could not get myself pumped up to actually do it. But watching the Royal Rumble this past weekend actually got me pumped up to talk about wrestling and actually made me want to come back and record this show. Because like I said, this takes a lot of time and not doing it for those few months actually kind of like... I got comfortable with the whole situation. And like I said, hosting and co-hosting are two complete different things. But uh, as always, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Poppy, and Stitcher. Head over to Ringside Collectibles and use promo code MMADNESS to save 10% off your order. And go head over to WhatAManeuver.net for your Matt Madness gear. So, Royal Rumble 2021. Oh, by the way, before we get to Royal Rumble. um, Also, during my hiatus, I didn't watch Survivor Series. I didn't watch TLC. Until rec- until recently, not even all the matches. I just skimmed through it for a second, but I didn't even watch really because I just was just over it. So, oh, and AEW. I, 
one thing about AEW, I'm not an AEW guy. Um, I'll tell you this from an in-ring perspective, they'll give you the best wrestling you'll get all week. But as far as characters and all this other stuff, no, I, it's, it's 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 just not for me. It's not at all. And the way I am, I'm big on keeping the same energy. So we're gonna talk about this. I didn't get a chance to talk about this in November. It's still it's still going on now, but I'm gonna talk about it right now. So in 2021. All right, WWE, people complain about celebrities WWE puts in. But in 2021, AEW is bringing in Shaq. AEW is bringing in Shaquille O'Neal in 2021. Now, Shaq, I love you, Shaq. And you're one of my idols who I who I kind of model myself to be. One of, seems to be one of the nicest human beings you can actually see, meet on this planet. I love Shaq. But in 2021, you're building to Shaq versus Cody. I... Really, with Jay Cargill and then, um, well, congrats to Brent, Cody and Brandy, about time Cody, but congrats to Brandy and Cody on their pregnancy. But by the way, go rewind back to November. But that initial promo with Jade and Brandy, Brandy Rhodes, I don't know what happened, but it was very Brie Bella, Claire Hust, Claire Huxtable esque by Brandy Rhodes on that promo. And ever since then, now that this, this was doomed to fail from the jump right there. But in 2021. You bring in Shaquille O'Neal to draw ratings for your wrestling company. I don't want to hear a goddamn thing about anybody complaining about anybody WWE brings in. I really don't after that. Because that's just ridiculous. It really is. So, with all that being said, I'm going to get to the Royal Rumble. If you've never been this before, we'll play for you our rating system. You think you know me, think you know me. The following podcast has a rating system in place. If it's a horrible show, it gets a jobber. If the show falls somewhere in the middle, it gets a slower knockoff. And if it is an amazing show, it gets the rating of ratings. Then we'll get a showstopper. Alright, thank you, Howard. So, 2021 Royal Rumble. I'm going to give this show a showstopper. Like I said, this show motivated me to come back here and talk to you guys. I enjoyed this show in, from its entirety. I thought everything was exciting to watch. I thought the booking was actually really good in this in, with this show. Uh, the men's and women's Royal Rumble, they did not disappoint. The right people won. I'll get to that in a few. Sami Zayn and Billy Kay. <laughs> um, gems. <laughs> you know, just gems of this show. I really did enjoy watching them and their antics and their, their respective Rumble matches. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens was fantastic. Of course, there's a there's some logic and nitpicks you could have in that situation, but I thought that match was excellent, and they delivered going, going around the entire Thunderdome. Sasha Banks and Carmella, great storytelling with that, and the addition of Reginald, I'll get to that later as well. <clears throat> and like I said, I thought both Rumble matches were actually booked perfectly. Goldberg and uh, McIntyre, it was finishers on Max, what it needed to be. Uh, wasn't a fan of that entire thing the, uh, going in. It served no purpose for Drew McIntyre whatsoever. I understand they deemed Goldberg a legend, but it did nothing for Drew McIntyre. And I kind of feel that at this point, his WrestleMania status is kind of stale at this point. And it also had great storytelling. And um, I'll get into it right now. So when it comes to the Men's Royal Rumble, <clears throat> Edge winner was the right thing. You know, they made the announcement on WWE Backstage of who entrants one and two are. 
and people complained that WWE gave out the first two entrances in the Rumble. But I'll tell you this, they made it matter in the end. It was a pick. It was a pickup from the best feud of the year in, in two, uh, 2020 between Edge and Randy Orton. They're resuming it right away. Edge, Edge wasting no time right away, going right after Orton while his music is still playing, actually made it feel like it was a blood feud. Like these two couldn't get their hands on, couldn't wait to get their hands on one another. So that adds to the number one and two dynamics. So I thought that was actually perfect. And uh, people kept complaining about Edge winning and. Honestly, there's nobody you could. There's two people I'll give you. There's two people that I can hear you make an argument about. One's Daniel Bryan because he never won a Royal Rumble and he hasn't had much time left, and it's his dream to be part of WrestleMania in the championship match, which he's which he's already done, but never won a Royal Rumble. And I'll give you Biggie, but at this point, well, at this point, we knew Biggie wasn't going to win the Royal Rumble. By the way, they, by the way. That he started to branch off into the IC title scene. And by the way, to anybody who thought Cesaro was winning, get the fuck out of here. It's 2021, and you expect WWE to put Cesaro in to win the Rumble? No, no, that's not going to happen. Cesaro, amazing performer, probably the best worker the company has, but you expect this company to put Cesaro in the main event of WrestleMania, please. That's not happening. Uh, and uh, Big E talked to one busted open about. I'm just paraphrasing a little bit, but he talked about how part-timers come into WrestleMania. Well, Edge is showing that he's not a part-timer because he's already wrestled more matches than Brock Lesnar has on Raw. But Edge actually making his rounds this week. He's already been on Raw. He's heading to NXT. He'll be on SmackDown this week. And per Uncle Dave, it's going to be Edge and Roman Reigns at at, uh, WrestleMania. And I'm all for it. You know, during one of Edge's final speeches 10 years ago before he retired, he spoke about how he always felt SmackDown was his show and how perfect would it be for him to go back to his home and take down the big dog and no pun intended in the biggest heel that the company has on his show. And I feel the same way that SmackDown was always Edge's show because I felt when Edge was raw, Edge was on raw. It was a little weird because Edge was always deemed the future on SmackDown when he, cause he was originally drafted to SmackDown in 2002 and he went to Raw a few times, but they ne- it never just it never really felt right. SmackDown always kind of felt like Edge's home, so I like that whole aspect of it. But I'm also curious to see the role Christian plays in this because when I tell you when when close your eyes hit and uh, <laughs> I was like ear to ear smiling, like I-, I had the biggest smile on my face and watching him and Edge embrace just like made me. So happy and brought me back to my childhood. It was so happy. It was like a heartfelt moment. Like even Edge couldn't believe it. It wasn't just like he came back like that street fight some in the summer last year. He's in ring gear. He's fully cleared, and it was just a heartfelt moment. So I'm interested to see if they do go with Reigns and Reigns and uh, Edge, the role Christian plays in. Because I think that at some point in the time we'll get a, get an Edge and Christian tag team reunion against Roman Reigns and Jey Uso some point in the studio, and that's if Christian is headed to SmackDown. But this entire thing is something I actually look forward to. Now, I listened to an interview uh, a few months ago where Edge did on Bleach Report talking about how while he was away acting, he kind of wanted to in- implement things that he learned from acting into his characters. And he one thing he mentioned was the old man Logan character. And if you look back at his return last summer, I mean, well, last year, in the kind of look he had with, this, with the beard... And you kind of 
get the idea where the inspiration of that look came from. But I'm looking forward to everything about this because Roman Reigns is at the top of his game. Edge is at the top of his game. Edge is actually going to be full time, which actually benefits everybody in the company within the everybody in the company in the long haul because he's at because he's actually going to matter and that's what i'm looking forward to the most edge mattering every single week and whatever is going to happen in this situation and i already know the promos and interactions between these two will be fantastic so with edge we lead to randy orton now randy orton even though we didn't have a maddie's randy orton was the matt man of superstar of the year of 2020 i'm just putting that out there and this thing with the fiend and alexa has been amazing and this entire thing, it keeps adding layers, which makes it so intriguing. And one thing about WWE is people complain about is that it's predictable. But you got something here that is not predictable. You don't know what the hell is going to happen. Now, we know we, we now keep getting Alexa seeming to have like a struggle between going back and forth to her old self in her current state. And I love the camera work they actually do. I know some of it could be a little wonky, but I got to appreciate the good camera work that the camera work that they actually do with this. And, uh, it adds up with what Alexa and you had her going out and also adds what happened on Raw with Alexa having the blood coming out of her mouth. That's a new thing that we had not seen yet and it calls for anyone to match with Edge. Now, one thing I'm interested to see is I love the idea of another evolution of The Fiend because like being a Power Ranger fan, being an anime fan, one of my favorite things is watching transformation scenes. And uh, I would love to see an evolution of the fiend. So the fiend, the fiend evolution too. I'm looking forward to that. I hope it's just not the same fiend. I hope he has a bit of a different look to him because he's been gone for so long. And my only nitpick about this is, and I go, I'm saying this now. This could change next week on Raw, but I do wish that they had him and Edge go at it for the rest of the month, so you can kind of forget the Alexa Fiend thing with Randy so it can give that a, a bit of a break so it could be in the back of your mind but with Edge Rapoli heading the Smackdown to face Reigns we'll have to see what they actually do and have in store for these for these three because Alexa has handled this perfectly without Bray Wyatt or the Fiend being around since TLC she's carried this entire thing from from their end against Randy Orton I thought the whole fire thing was actually really good and Orton last week on Raw Attacking Alexa with the with the burn still on his face. I thought all that was fantastic. And I'm looking forward to everything they actually have going on. Because you want it intriguing. You want it um, to be surprised. You want to be shocked. This is what you got. And this is the best story that WWE's actually been telling for the last few months. Now, Women's Royal Rumble in, in, this, in the Women's Championship. The right person won. Bianca Belair is the winner of the Royal Rumble. I love the aspect of... Bianca and Rhea Ripley getting Charlotte out so it could be left to the future because when you think of the company, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, they are the next up. You know, they had the you had the four horsewomen. Becky's gone. But now next up <clears throat> is Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. Those two will be the mainstays of the division going forward in the near future. So I'm the right person won. I I I I personally thought Rhea Ripley was going to win to get revenge in her spot back at WrestleMania, but we'll see where she ends up. I think I, I think we might see Rhea Ripley pop up on SmackDown and challenge Sasha Banks le leading into WrestleMania, but I do think the match will be Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. But I said I thought the right person won. I also said Billy Kay stole the show. Uh, the whole Billy and Jilly kick I thought was fantastic and hilarious. I love I loved watching that. And 
I thought uh, Bianca and Rhea, they had great showings. The Women's Tag Team Championship, I don't care about that at this point because Charlotte and Oscar shouldn't have ever even been a team at all. But that leads to the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Now, that's, that, that's the second thing that was on the line because this was the battle for my heart between Sasha Banks and Carmella. And I thought this feud since November has been excellent. I thought that the integration of Reginald has been fantastic. He's played a, a huge role in this. I thought the match with Sasha Banks and Reginald was a very entertaining. Reginald put, uh, showing off his Circus Olay skills. I thought it was really fun. He's been a, a real fun character to watch. Just the thought of Carmella having a Somalia is fantastic. And, I, and this character for Carmella is actually really perfect. I'm not sure if you guys listen to her um, podcast, Bear With Us, with, with Corey Graves. But if you listen to listen to it, you listen to that podcast, you see this is Carmella. You look at her Instagram, this is Carmella. So <clears throat> this version of Carmella is actually really good. And it, it's something that she can actually relate to and, and bite her teeth into. And I really love this. I thought the TLC match was a bit better. But I also do think that this feud actually held up really good. It was one of my favorite feuds that Sasha Banks has actually ever had. Because we never saw Sasha Banks and Carmella actually feud until this point. So I really did enjoy this match a lot. And I think I'm just about sure that this story is over for the most part. Because coming into this match, I thought Carmella was actually going to win the Women's Championship. But I was wrong. Sasha Banks retains, but Carmella still wins me. That Carmella boy. Lord have mercy. <clears throat> but going forward, just the thought of Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks and the bill, I'm looking forward to because you saw them team up on numerous occasions. They teamed up at Tribute to Troops. They teamed up for the tag titles on, I believe it was the Christmas or New Year's edition of SmackDown. You see, you see they have interactions. And just the image of them staring each other down, the promos, I think will be great. I don't think anybody will be quite a heel in the situation. I think if anybody will lean a little bit heel, it should be Sasha. But I think both of the both women will end up staying face in, in this situation, I really do. But, I, but I'm looking forward to it because those are the two top women in the company right now. Bianca Belair is still a little bit green, but she's in there with Sasha Banks who could, have a be, who, who could have a great match with anybody at this point in her career, the best women's worker they actually have. So I'm looking forward to this. I cannot wait to the interaction on SmackDown. If we have one, I hope Bianca makes the decision as soon as possible and says she's challenging Sasha because I cannot wait for the interaction since... They've already been buddy-buddy. You might get a little bit of one-upsmanship one with Bianca Belair claiming to be the EST and Sasha Banks being the legit boss. So you'll end up probably getting a lot of one-upsmanship from the from these two women. And I'm looking forward to this entire thing. I'm looking forward, forward to seeing how everything plays out between these two. And I cannot wait to the WrestleMania match between these two because they wasted Bianca Belair on Raw. But since Bianca Belair has been drafted to SmackDown, she stood out from the pack. And I'm looking forward to watching her and Sasha Banks go out at WrestleMania. And I hope it really made events one of the one of the nights that they actually have. Now, somebody who's floating, like I said, at the top of the show, I think is Drew McIntyre. Um I thought the interaction with Edge was a bit weird. Um and from there I should have just I should have just noticed that it's not going to be Edge versus McIntyre. But I am glad that they finally pulled the I'm, I'm kind of glad. I'm really glad that they actually pulled their card and are finally using this Sheamus thing because I've been waiting for the Sheamus thing to actually come, <clears throat> for actually happen. Because remember when Rand, when Drew McIntyre won the title back from Randy Orton, Sheamus was the one kind of hyping him up and had him help him win the title, and they had the thing with him and Keith with Sheamus and Keith Lee. So I'm looking forward to where this goes. It, it's a step down because I, at this point I don't really care about 
care about Sheamus at this point, but it's actually a story they can actually really tell really well. And I'm looking forward to actually watching it because I think I think it'll be a physical match. I really do. I don't think the matches will be bad. I just at at this point in my tenure of watching WWE, I can care less about Sheamus. What eleven or twelve years into his WWE career, challenging for the world title again. But I'm interested. I'm looking forward to the match. I'm looking forward to the promos. I think it'll be a good feud. But I do think it's a step below Drew McIntyre at this at this point. For the Universal Championship match, like I said, I thought that match was was outstanding. I thought it was a lot of fun going all over the Thunderdome. Uh, people compare people saying, that, "Oh, I've saw that golf cart spot before," but who gives a shit? Where you saw it from is still awesome, no matter what. I thought Owens doing the spot through the table from the top of the uh, from the top of the uh, the railing, I thought was really good, and I love the ending. Like Roman Reigns actually pulled one out of his ass because I really thought Owens was going to end up winning the t- championship there. I love Roman's resilience to just knocking the referee out at the count of 10. Uh, Hayden went a little sloppy with the cuffs, but um, that's a small nitpick. But I thought this match was fantastic. I thought Kevin Owens looked like a star in this match. And I'm really interested to see actually where he goes from here because he stood out big in this feud. I think this feud actually rejuvenated his his WWE status because for a while Kevin Owens is actually really really staying within the company and I think the story actually elevated him back to his normal status within the company so I'm looking forward to see where he goes because I th- like like the reports say that Re- Roman Reigns is going to be tangled up with Edge for the foreseeable foreseeable future now I haven't really been watching a lot lately but NXT is starting to kind of impress me a little bit. We got the NXT TakeOver card got updated. Well, TakeOver Vengeance Day. I, I do appreciate that. Uh, this official Finn Balor will go one with P-Dump for the NXT Championship. I'm really looking forward to that. Then we have the triple threat match for the women's title with Io Shirai, Tony Storm, and Mercedes Martinez. Looking forward to that as well. Uh, um, for the North American title, we got Johnny Gargano and Sheeta. But, well, Kushida. I, I can't wait for it. And um, it's been a while since I've actually watch an NXT show. And I gotta tell you something right now, the show of the year would have been NXT TakeOver, NXT TakeOver Portland from last year. Of 2020, that would have been the show of the year because that show from top to bottom was stacked and everything was a banger. Now, the fact that it happened before the pandemic, actually, you would forget about it, but that was my show of the year, personally, was NXT TakeOver Portland for 2020. So, if you haven't watched it, I highly suggest going back to watch it because it was before the pandemic and everything from that show actually hit from the beginning with Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic, it was actually a, a perfect show to the main event. It really was. Now, also, I want to give a shout-out to that 90s wrestling podcast because during my funk that I was in, um, one thing I was upset about and aggravated about because I'm always trying to get guests on the show, you know, and that can be aggravating seeing somebody you want on your show do a smaller podcast, you know, and it's like, what the hell? It's like, what the hell did they do to get, get that person, you know? And that was me. So, uh, he actually, I reached out to him and asked him a question and, uh, he responded, gave me every answer I needed and put me in contact with the right person. And hopefully everything goes through and I'll have what I was looking for. And, uh, hopefully I'll be interviewed that person pretty soon. If everything goes accordingly. Now, next week's show, I have no idea what it's about yet. <laughs> um, you'll be surprised just as me when I figure it out next week. Uh, but there will be a show next week. Not sure what it'll be be yet. But there will be a show. So, 
Also, as always, head over to Ring Ringside Collectibles. Use promo code MMAN to save 10% off your order. Head over to WhatAmaneuver.net to embrace the madness for your Matt Madness gear. That's it for the show. I'm Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm back, and we'll see you guys next week. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got them now, put them down right now. Hit them with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all awesome.